Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready to awaken to the truth of your soul? Welcome to today's episode of the Nadia Khalil Morning Show with your host, Nadia Khalil. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to today's show. Today is the 20th of December. It is Friday. Yay. Last week was the 13th. Now we're on the 20th. It's just streaming along over here. And I have a question, and it came up on the Facebook page for the radio show, so the radio show page, and a question I've been hearing all week. And it's a question Susan Ulrich wrote that she said, question for today to Christ. If we want to base democracy in truth, love, and purity, where do we need to start the improvement? Or is democracy unfit to fulfill the job it's promising? And then after that, there was a discussion and Susan writes, I'm, I try not to be political here, but this question has been in my mind quite a while. Maybe we have outgrown democracy the way we know it. We have all seen too much abuse of power in it to feel it is the ultimate solution. And then Maria Dulce wrote, great question. I often wonder how the physical world would look like if it were based on love, truth, and purity. And then Christopher Sedre writes, the physical world is based on love, truth, and purity. However, we do not live in accord with it. The problem is not the physical world. The problem is all ours because we are out of touch with who we really are, which is love, truth, and purity. It is us, not the physical world, who have to change so that we are okay. So I I thought about that because, you know, with the political situation and climate, not just the situation per the United States or any other country, but the climate is looking like all the people who potentially want to control the world um, are finding each other. And they think that we'll just say this, we'll just manipulate that. We have social media and we have regular media and we have print media and we have people we could send over there and make sure that they do this and that to this country. And we have just run amok. But I asked Christ, because everyone's like, well, people are bad. People do this. Well, yeah, people do do this. And in the bigger picture, as weird as this sounds, the only place our souls will ever go that questions 
truth, love, and purity is earth. That I know for sure from Christ. And we are here almost like testing machines for truth and love and purity. We question those things all the time. Yet we are those things. So what's the story? Are we bad because of it? Because if God created everything, and here there's truth, love, and purity, why is that? Because we decided to come and to accept being veiled, which is what we are. We are veiled from anything else we know other than this. So that we can affect our environment by searching our souls. The original us is constantly being questioned day in and day out. There is nobody. There's the people who say people are bad and God is good. And if you're not good, then you're just not listening to God. And God wants us to, and they start, you know, telling us what God wants us to do. But even if we didn't know that, we would know, just like a little kid who for the very first time might lie, and then they feel like, oops, that wasn't okay. I just told them something that wasn't true, and, and sometimes the child will come back and say so, or the child may get what they want and feel rewarded, and then they will act accordingly on the next time. But we are here to disagree. We are here to question. We are here to accept what we question after we question it. And we are also here to reject what we find offensive to our souls. Every single one of us sitting here today have accepted, rejected, agreed, disagreed, Avengers love in some way, healed it, maybe, maybe not, understood purity in our innocence. Every single one of us has not told the truth at some point and had to deal with how we felt as a result of it. So whether we call it democracy or not, what is really happening 
and I know it's hard to imagine this, which is why I was so fascinated by all the processes and all of the built-in infrastructures to protect us from each other's behavior potential, the things that we are capable of doing to each other. I was just fascinated with all the checks and balances that I've been witnessing. doesn't matter who the players are. That's going to come and go in life. But the checks and balances. I love watching how people are fighting for the truth, but then you have to say, well, which truth? Well, there's a truth that when we hear it, we feel like, oh, wow, that actually happened. And then there's a truth when we hear it and we say, that sounds great, but that's not what happened. And yet, we don't know everything that happened. All we have is that gut instinct, that hardwired to the truth to go on. When somebody's not telling the truth, They believe that if they just say what they want you to believe, that you will believe it, whatever it is. Does that mean democracy doesn't work? No. It means democracy is being tested. Just like we're tested. We're watching the world be tested. Because there will always be different factors that God put in. Otherwise, they wouldn't exist. They wouldn't be part of the menu of things that we can do. Why can we lie? Why can we not love each other? How is it that we lose our innocence? And it all goes back to family and community. It all goes back to trusting in the first levels of our lives. One of the most valued possessions of this year, of the next years to come, is going to be a human birth and a human life. The reason being is that we know If we bring people in this world, we do have to start at the beginning. We don't have to make a conscious effort. Okay, we're going to love this child, and then it's hard for us to do. But we need to raise our children first in our homes and then in our communities. Because we don't feel responsible to each other. So the reason things have a hard time working right now is that we're all separated. We're all hiding in our cubbies. We we don't know if our world is safe or not. And in most cases, the way we, there isn't a us and a them, the way we have all accepted what to believe in that has shaped us into a world that is run by fear, doubt, worry, control, and guilt and a ton of manipulation. And we know we're being manipulated at times, but we 
do not have the time to sort it all out. If you get a bill that's wrong, that will take you an hour to an hour and a half to fix over the phone. And in that, it will take you about five minutes to actually get a human being if you're not on wait for 45 minutes where they tell you you just called at an unusually high time or a usual high time and you have to wait. And that's just to solve an issue on a bill. And who are these people that do all this stuff for everybody? And how do we pay people enough for them to live well on their own? And 90% of the stuff we do doesn't even matter. It's all a bureaucratic tornado that the minute you know you're going to die just blows up and goes away. It's not politics that's the issue. It's everything that's underneath it that was allowed to get us to a point where there is no truth. The only truth you have is the truth that you happen to stumble upon. But there is one thing with all the hearings and all the things that I've gotten to watch, and I, I thank God that I can sit somewhere where I can just put a TV on while I'm working because you can't just sit there and watch that stuff all day. But I want to hear passion. And I did. I heard people fighting for the truth. It reinstilled in such a beautiful way that we are alive and well. The outcome didn't and still doesn't matter. What matters is that there are people who really take their job seriously to protect and serve other people. But it also was a great reflection on the level of maturity that I witnessed name-calling, bullying, hurting feelings in a big way. And I said, oh, wow, we really haven't grown too far past high school. I would even take it down to middle school and maybe some of it elementary school. And I think to myself, are they just void of truth and love and purity? Does that mean they're bad and God hates them? No. They are doing what they need to do to hone truth, love, and purity. They're giving it their best shot to shoot it down, to make the person who may be telling the truth look 
like a fool. But this is that stage of us learning how truth, love, and purity can really work. At the end of the day, again, it's not the answer. It is the journey. And that's just been so overused, but it's so true. That's why I'm not political. I'm for what's best. And what's best is for us to thrive in an environment where we are challenged. There's some things we can throw away. We can just say, hey, you know what? I don't have time for that. I I can't stop my life and fight that cause. But then there's the time where something really means a lot to you. And then you fight that cause. Well, when you do, you find out part of your own purpose. Like, wow, I moved the needle a little bit and I helped this person. The improvements that we say, do we need to start the improvements? Where do we need the improvements? Are that we are all paying attention. You can bet that after this big scene that is going on, the name calling already got worse. Already, it didn't take long. It just took a minute for them to catch their breath. But it may have gotten worse on one end, but it has become more obvious on the other. We are seeing human beings who need other human beings to lead them. And we are also witnessing human beings that are leaders for other human beings. So it's not about holding a standard to judge. It's about Loving enough to act. Loving enough to speak. Loving enough to make part of your life work harder for the things that we believe or that you believe. We'll always need a democratic balance of some kind. Because we already know that any country run by only one person and one person's decisions is dangerous because what if that person is not emotionally stable or sound? The story that it takes a village isn't just about raising a child. It's about raising an adult. It's about raising life to a new standard. We don't stop learning because we're adults. We, we might be able to make our own decisions. But we are also learning that when we are making decisions for other human beings, that we have to think about more than ourselves. 
This is school. We are not perfect, but we are pure. And at the end of the day, if someone were to drill down, even the person that is lying, even that person will know that their lie did not work. That is a huge undertaking in life that we start to see that lies don't work. And as we start to see that, we start to reinstate beliefs that we can move as a unit. As I started doing that in life, just as a person, I'm one person, and I started to realize that when I talk about truth, that people listen. Well, they listen because I'm not telling you anything new. I am a reminder to you that if that's the truth you knew deep in your heart. You probably thought about it from time to time. And then you hear somebody actually say it out loud. You connect, we bond, because we both know that it's true. So now we say, oh, I know where they're coming from. I wonder what else is there. And that happened to me with Christ. Because I didn't know who he was initially. And I know when he said to me, your job is to bridge people's souls back to them, that that was true. Even though I didn't have a grasp at what he meant. But I did know that I loved people a lot way more than the average Joe. And I couldn't help it. And I even had a sister who asked me why I loved people so much. And then she asked me why I did and why she didn't. And I told her I didn't know. And I remember when we were kids and we'd have company. And back then, people used to have company. Like people would call you and tell you, we're coming over as a family to visit your family at least in the Midwest. And then when I moved to California, I realized people did not do that, that you had to, you know, make an appointment to see people. It's not like you could call them at four o'clock and show up at seven for dessert or something. But either way, that used to happen a lot. Or people would drop by, your front door was always open, people would come in and out of your house. It just was a different era. But I remember when we used to have company And my sister that's two years younger than I am used to go to sleep at seven if we were having company for two reasons. One, she didn't want to talk to them. But two, she didn't want to clean up because we had to make tea and serve tea and we always had to have something sweet available to serve and all this stuff. It was just a whole ecosystem. But as time went on, we both grew up into mature adults with that thinking. 
mine. I always wanted to be around people and hers. She loved being quiet and being on her own. She wasn't better or worse than I was. And we complimented each other all our lives because of that. We have a huge undertaking. Every single point in our history is designed to grow the souls that are all alive at that time in history. There were people who were here during the Prohibition. There were people that were here during World War I, some one and two, some during the wars in the 60s. And, and now we're even at war and we don't even feel it because there is not a draft to come and snatch people's sons out of their homes and have them go fight for something they don't even know what they're fighting for half the time. There was a surgeon who said to me that he just retired last year, and he was a general surgeon for one of the biggest hospitals in Southern California. And he said to me, one day, we are going to look at the surgeries that I did as barbaric, that we open people up and we do these things. And I said, but how else would you do them? He said, well, look at how much it's evolved. Now we do these laparoscopic things for things we used to leave huge scars for. And we send people home the same day. We don't want to keep them in the hospitals because there's a lot of different things that they can get that are resistant to antibiotic medications, and they could die. And I thought, oh, wow, I never thought of it that way. I used to think people were sent home prematurely. And he said, well, that too. So we haven't found the balance yet. But one day we won't be opening people up as we are today. And I thought, wow, that's a great growth. And one day when we take and look at democracy or dictatorship or countries led by hundreds of people, I wanted to end on this note because it's something I saw when I first saw Christ. I was at the mission in Santa Barbara. And I think it's one of two times only that I've been there. And while I was there, I saw a world governing body where there were representatives from every country. And no country was ruled by separate governments anymore. We actually become one government. Because what's good for England, ultimately, because the more laws we have, the more corruption there is. So the laws will be less. But what's good for England is also good for America, is also good for Russia, is also good for Australia. Every country has its own set of circumstances like people. There's different weather, there's different dynamics, there's different numbers of people. But healthcare, that's a world issue, not a country issue. Economic balance, 
is no longer a country issue as much as it is a world issue. We are a global economy. When I was really younger, like a lot younger, it didn't matter what China did because we weren't tied to China. Things weren't even made in China. I remember when I was a kid that if something was made in China, we didn't buy it because it was viewed as cheap. And then that changed. And our country started doing business outside of our country, and we disempowered ourselves. Now we're saying, oh, we want to bring it back. Oh, we're going to do this, and we're going to do that. But maybe at the end of the day, there's a country that just makes dishes and stuff. And then there's another country that does produce food. And then there's another country that does other things. We are going to figure it out. And we are here to do that. And as long as we are doing it, if we can just remember that this push and pull is by design, that we are here to challenge ourselves. We are here to learn this. We are here because of this. And if truth, love, and purity remain the guide, which keeps coming up, it's the one thing Christ wrote about over and over again to the point of, I was like, what else can I write about this? And I sit down and boom, I, I just keep on writing this plethora of knowledge. We are exactly where we need to be to learn what we need to learn. On that note, have a great weekend. It's a beautiful Friday. I will see you Monday morning. Bye-bye. You have been listening to today's Daily Dose of the Nadia Khalil Morning Show. To learn more, visit www.nadiakhalil.com.